welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey everyone, this is Sheldon Kay, show manager of Mobile Tech Expo. Our Las Vegas show is happening September 5th through 7th, and I want to give you all a heads up that our education day is already 50% sold out. So if you're thinking of attending, you should probably sign up soon. Since Pints and Polishing is one of our favorite partners, I want to offer you all a special discount. Sign up with the discount code PINTS, that's P-I-N-T-S, and save 15% off our education day pass. I can't wait to see you all at the show and share a beer with you. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready to record. Are you let's, sure? Let's record the intro. Uh, you're, you're really ready? I'm going to do, do a Marty impersonation. <laughs> ready? Ready? <clears throat> Welcome. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> that was too loud. The pressure's on. You can't stall out. Yeah, I'm stalling out. You are stalling out. Welcome. Hold on, I got a hand motion too. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Hey, DJ. <laughs> What's that weird, like, where you try to impersonate a white, retarded white guy? Like, retarded? Come on, man. Hey, DJ. No, I need that. Give me one more impersonate. Will you do that? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, what's up? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. All right, I'll do it myself. But, but you totally try and impersonate, like, an Urkel white Urkel. That's basically <laughs> what you're trying to do. A white motherfucking Urkel. Like, <laughs> you took the nerdiest black guy and tried to impersonate him into a white figure, and that's what you did. That is your impersonation of a white person. Oh, man, so anytime that you impersonate a white guy, you translate Urkel for a white guy. No, I do not. I sound just like you. Let's hear it again. All right, guys. Yeah, no, a- that's Urkel <laughs> as a white guy. Let me go ahead and get my suspenders and pull them up, my pants. Jeez. Well, gee willigers, let's go. Uh, we're doing the podcast intro right now, and uh, we got Marshall here. Why, hi, how's it going, DJ? That sounds like a cartoon well, character. It's yep. a wonderful day today. I'm so glad uh, to be on here I talking don't know about with that, you. Buddy. Well, the grass is green and the sky is it blue. It is. And life's hey, it's great. a great day. Yeah, it's great to make it a great day, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Huh? Let's do it. All righty. Okay, well, let's uh, go be white. White, <laughs> white is great. <laughs> hey, we had a white guy on the podcast today, DJ. He started out like, yeah. He didn't start out anyway. That's his story. That's who he is. That's awesome. Like he even said, "I'm a privileged white guy from that's California." So, but you remind me of you. Like you said the same thing in your story. Like you literally, I'm like a privileged, privileged white guy from Oklahoma. Yeah, like, that's cool. We, I've. It's Oklahoma. Like it's hard to live a bad life in Oklahoma. It really is. You have to try and live a bad life if you're in, if you're in Oklahoma. It's so cheap to live here, and you can cushion so much of your life out of just. Nothing going on. Since this is the intro and not the podcast, I won't comment on that. At Why? All. No, go for it. No, it's just not. No, I grew How's up. How's Oklahoma I hard to live? Not that privileged. We didn't have that much. We, I, I what did I have? You look out of the car that my dad drove. <laughs> was a Wagoneer, and it was ten years old when he was driving it. I drove it to college, which would have been fifteen years. So at least it didn't get repossessed, and you really <laughs> it was privileged because we had something. Okay. We didn't have money, like a big fancy house and all that. We struggled through every aspect of life, but 
you're still privileged because you live here and you existed. What an intro. Right? What an intro. Cheers, man. Did you did you have health problems? Negative. Nope. Did you have major setbacks in life? That yes. Al- that didn't allow you to succeed? Yes. Like, no. Like, did you lose an arm? Did you no. have a mental issue? Did you have a stroke? Did you... Like, there's so many variables of what people go through. So, yes. For me, I lived a privileged life because... I went out and played in the yard, and I played Maybe Nintendo I'll share my story one day, Because, no, I, it, my life wasn't that great. Oh, okay. Through childhood, it wasn't. So, But this is the intro of the podcast, and we're not going to go into all that stuff right now, Marshall. So let's go into the podcast. Hey, you don't want to talk about playing yourself as a kid? Well, not right now. How <laughs> often did my you play? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if you let that go. Ah. <laughs> Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This one, DJ, I have been waiting for. I'm super excited. Um, And let's start it off with a, do you know what an, oh, shoot, ergonomic? There we go. (laughs) An ergonomic keyboard. Do you know what it is? You can't even freaking (laughs) pronounce it. Golly, nice one. (laughs) Nice try. But the question's still there. No, it's not. You can't even yeah, pronounce no. the word. I had you know an er- You're asking ergo, me something that you ergo, cannot pronounce, and yeah, I pronounce whatever. just fine. Do you know what it is? It's ergonomic. And it's, yeah, it's, but do you know what kind of keyboard it is? It's an ergonomic one. Huh? Yep. Do you? Do you? Yep. No, he yep. doesn't know. Welcome, hey, Mr. Did I Prentice. Did a picture of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Prentice St. Clair to the podcast. Uh, Prentice, tell us what keyboard you're working on. <laughs> this is a... Circa 2000 <laughs> Microsoft, uh, it's called Natural Keyboard Pro, and I got it uh, in 2000 when I had a friend of mine put together a computer for me, and uh, I've had it ever since. I love it. I plug it into my laptop whenever I'm home, and it's just, it, it's, the the, uh, the keys are slanted, yeah. the, the two sides are kind of yeah. broken in half and slanted, so your hands don't have to be at an awkward angle every time you're typing. DJ's is always in an awkward angle, so I think that we should get him one. I don't think so. Yes. I, I'm, I'm cool with my MacBook. Really? I need to upgrade, though. It's, it's an older model. It's about a couple years old. I should probably get a new one. You should get, and we should get you a plug-in. You're going to get me one? Heck yeah, yeah dude, thanks. Plug-in. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> it, man. Yeah, 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 for sure. Whenever I mess up a key, when, when I mistype something, it vibrates. That's really cool, man. <laughs> All right. Prentice St. Clair, thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, we are popping open some Stone Tangerine Express IPA. Oh, yeah? Because we are celebrating you being from California, and Stone has come into Oklahoma. Nice. Okay, so here we go. Listen up. Love it. What would you grab? I have... The OG San Diego microbrewery, <laughs> Carl Strauss Red Trolley Ale from 1989. Of course, it's from. Oh, ho, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's the best year ever, man. <laughs> Were you even born then? I was, was born was in 1989. Born. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What's your birthday? Uh, February 25th. Well, there you go. So, what's interesting, too, is it just so happens to be it's June 26th. And it was June 26, 1989, 
that I started my job with the Department of the Navy. That's the reason I came to San Diego. I moved here on June 22nd, went to work on June 26th, Monday morning. So I've been here for 30 years, and I met my wife here. I started my business here. I had my kids here. So San San Diego has been very, very good to me. San Diego. San Diego. Name the movie, DJ. Yep. Weatherman. Yep. So, Prentice, uh, I had the great opportunity of getting to know you. Um, first started off with just randomly showing up at the IDA booths, and you were like, who are you? And I'm like, well, I, I was here to work. <laughs> and then I think we started doing some emails, and then the last uh, the last car wash show down in um, Dallas, the Southwest Car Wash Show, you and I got to lead some training. I think you've been doing it for years, and then – uh, let's see, we did a couple different classes, right? That's right, we did. Southwest, uh, Chuck Space, Southwest Car Wash Association was gracious enough to give us a full seminar room, and uh, we, we usually, we have about um, three or four seminars we put on on that show, and then he gives us a booth for the IDA, and then we also do one of their quick talks as well. Nice, and I had the... Uh I'm very grateful for the opportunity. That was one of the hardest talks to give, to talk to people about entrepreneurship. Dude, and you you nailed it. It was great. I appreciate that because I thought I struggled through the whole thing. I, I think it was a hard discussion to do. Yeah, um, I think I think there was a little bit of a struggle, but I think that's because of the topic. It's a tough topic, like you say, you know. And unless you've got a super polished presentation, you know, like these freaking gurus that are go around, you know, doing that all around the country. I mean, you're you're just Marshall Hill. You're just a normal guy. You're just a normal old dude, just having a hard time. <laughs> so I think you did great, and I think people respect the fact that you know you're just a normal guy, and and you know you're talking about uh, what it means to be an entrepreneur. Dude, yeah, I like the way you tear you down it's it's so subtle it's not a tear down i'm, I'm just, a normal guy you're just a normal old dude no, you're just marty hill that was not a shot i'm kidding out. i'm gonna start typing oh <laughs> no don't do that we don't want to break everyone's eardrums uh but no i was gonna say vice versa like i thought yours was extremely polished and i mean you really had like all these points laid out and it was all very well presented which is kind of the lead-in to one of our topics because we really want to dive in today about why should somebody be a little bit more prepared with systems and having processes in place? And I thought it kind of showed. I was all over the board. You were very specific, and you had a lot of stuff, a lot of great content, a lot of information for people. So that's kind of where I was going. I thought you nailed it. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Well, like you said, I've been I've been doing presentations uh, for the car wash and detail industry since 1998. So I've had a little bit of experience doing that. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, God, God blessed me with with uh, great communication skills normally, and um, we'll wait. What, we'll see what happens after a couple of years. There but. you go. That's what we're hoping for. We will get the real prentice <laughs> to come out later. I'll find out the real prentice before. The real prentice is fun. Yeah. Oh, is he not fun yeah. right now? Hey. No, he's great. But <laughs> we're, we're we're talking about tipsy prentice. Uh, I'll start singing. Nah. Uh, we're ready. But so, Prentice, tell us, I mean, you said you went to the Navy and went to San Diego, but give us uh, give us the story, you know, who is Prentice Sinclair? Where'd you come from? Who were you as a kid? All that good stuff. I was born a pretty privileged white child uh, in uh, Marin County, California, mm-hmm. to great parents, and uh, we, we lived there until I was about 11, moved down to L.A. 
uh, San Fernando Valley. Yes, I grew up like a valley dude. Yeah, we used to go out to Zuma and uh, catch some cool waves, dude. Like, and like, were you? I mean, like that was that was you? Like, so that would have been a, what eighties, nineties? Yeah, exactly, eighties. I was I was a valley dude. Which yeah, Valley Dude. You remember the movie Valley Girls and the whole that whole thing gagged me with a spoon. Yeah. So anyway, I grew up in that area. Uh, went to UCLA. But who um, were you? I mean, were you? A, did you grow up like a surf boy? Like no, 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 no. no a skater? I was a nerd. Were you? A, I was I was a puny little nerd. I was on swim team. That's about it. I was in marching band. There you go. Okay. That's why you like to sing when you get drunk. <laughs> well, I sing in a couple of bands, so I can't avoid that. So. Oh, you do. Any, yeah. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, so and then I went to graduate school for a couple of years. I got a master's degree in research psychology, uh, not clinical. I'm not analyzing you. Um, it's research, you know, like survey research and all that kind of stuff. And, and I thought I was going to be a professor. But so hold um, on. So give a little bit more info on that. What? Because I think that might be a pretty valid for later. You're yeah, analyzing well, what now? So um, psychological research methods is, is a very systematic process-oriented way of conducting research to collect data on things like, you know, you hear all these social studies, um, um, research things like, you know, what makes people smile, what's, you know, what do you, what's the most likely response you're going to get when you call somebody on the phone for the second time after a date, you know, junk like that. And That's not junk, that's golden. Yeah, we right? That's, that's, that's some like, pretty great information. We did, we, we did research on, on recidivism, recidivism rates um, for people with certain kinds of – that committed certain kinds of crimes, you know, all kinds of stuff. And then when, when, uh, when I went to uh, graduate school, I studied more along the lines of program evaluation, which is where, you know, let's say a hospital puts in a new um, safety program protocol and they want to evaluate before and after whether it actually did anything so we would go in and, and figure out the tests to, to test that and and take take data before take data during take data after interview people and then come up with a giant report afterwards saying whether or not it worked so i got into that arena i was going to be a professor i love the research stuff it was really fun um i didn't like the statistics part of it because there was a lot of inferential statistics, which means you're basically making decisions based on probability. And right. I, didn't, I just, I just didn't like that. I liked working with hard data. So, interesting. Um, yeah, and you know that's where I really learned early on the value of networking because before I finished my master's degree, I had three job offers on the table on the table just based on networking. So um, I came to San like Diego. Like networking is in what like. Networking with you know people in the industry to try to find out what jobs are available, you know just just getting to know people. In, in so is that you think that's is that a big reason of why like at shows you're always walking around meeting people, talking to people, getting to know everybody? Absolutely, absolutely. And you know for guys out there, detailers who are thinking about, gee, should I spend the money to come to SEMA? Should I spend the money to come to Mobile Tech Expo? You are losing money if you don't go to those things. It is so valuable to be there and to network with people. That's awesome. I agree. And Mobile Tech Vegas is coming up, the first ever Mobile Tech yep. Vegas. So really excited about that. Yeah, I'm doing a presentation there. There will be a couple more presentations, yep. uh, seminars, educational seminars. We're doing a 
IDA certification in a day. So mm-hmm. if you're not certified yet, you want to get it done in a day, we can we can do that in four hours, and we're going to have that there, and also skills validation. Yeah. We're also going to do a pint night, so that should be a lot of fun. So we really looking forward to it. Um, so what got you into detailing? I mean, I, I guess at that point uh-huh. in, in your life, you're, you're thinking you're working to do a, analysis like you talked about. I think you seem to be pretty happy with it, right? Yeah, I did. You know, um, detailing was a, was a passion of mine early on when I got my own car. I, my first uh, pint of wax was blue coral blue poly, which was a one-step polish seal. And uh, I just couldn't believe how good it made the car feel when I was done. And then I got into doing the inside of the car. Um, and then, you know, my my boss, my first job when I was in college was a swim instructor during the summers. And my boss there said, uh, Mike Swain said, uh, hey, uh, how much would you charge me to detail my car? Your car always looks great. So I got 35 bucks and I spent eight hours and I thought that, oh, was, yeah. that was the bomb, man. Oh. I got paid. DJ, you remember what you got paid on your first car? Uh, yeah, probably, I mean, 40, 50 bucks. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then I figured, I, what happened was I used detailing as an avocation, which means, you know, I do it on the weekends and make some extra bucks. And I did that even when I was working full time for the Navy, you know, pulling down a pretty good salary. I, I had, by the time I lost that job, I had um, probably two weekends a month booked. And I was, I had a, I had a, uh, a customer book of about 80 people. So that job was kind of pulled out from under me and I went on a nationwide search and found nothing. And so I said, I don't want to do this the rest of my life. I'm going to start my business. So that's what I did. Yeah. So tell us like what brought you into more in line with where you're at now? Um, how, how do you mean? Like, well, and I don't, you know, I, I meant to ask you some questions before. I didn't know how involved you can go with what you do behind the scenes in a lot of the industry of a lot of the writing oh, sure. and a lot of that stuff. I mean, sure. I, I, I would imagine that some of that came from, from your analysis, from all that. And then, uh, you know, I just, I think it's an interesting, interesting thing for guys to think about that you can use a couple <clears throat> i guess here's what i'm trying to say it, i think some some people struggle with how do i be creative to grow and stretch and be evolve as a detailer yeah. and you know dj and i do a lot of stretching evolving uh, you know him more than me oh yeah <laughs> i stretch he does the involvement oh my goodness and um but you know what I mean? Like, and you, you went from passionate about detailing and then now, you know, I don't know when, when did you start doing the writings and when did all that come about? Why did it come about? Yeah. And I mean, that's, yeah. that's, yeah, it's, an, it's an interesting story. I appreciate you asking that question. So, you know, obviously I had seven years of higher education, so I was a really good writer and God bless me with, with really good communication skills, both on paper and, and spoken. And when I started my mobile detailing business, dude, I was out washing cars six days a week and it was rough. And, but what I did was I 
contacted other detailers and got to know people and kind of got to know the industry in San Diego. And I thought, God, these guys need help, man. It just, it's just not good. And, and then, um, you know, I started getting involved with the, back then it was the PDA professional detailing association. Um, I went to my first ICA international car wash association, um, conference in 98. Wow. Uh, I think in 90s, 90, 97, Claude Harris from Long Beach, yeah. I hope he's listening. Hey, Claude. Yeah. Um, OG. Yeah, the, the OG detailer. OG. Exactly. I was talking to him earlier today, actually. That's there funny. Was a, there was a detailing seminar put in put on in Pomona, California, and Claude and I met there. And it was by Steve Oaken, one of the original consultants for the car wash industry. And, um, you know, one thing I learned in, um, in Amway Worldwide was be the first at the meeting, be the last one to leave, because that's when the magic happens. And um, I got to meet Steve, and, and we sat and had a drink afterwards and chatted. And, and uh, he put my name forward to the ICA as somebody that could present at the, at the trade association. And that's when I got into writing for them and, and doing presentations. And um, and then, again, it's networking. I went to the show. I talked to everybody. Everybody I could look at, I talked to them. And, you know, talking to the trade magazine people, they're all just sitting there you know, trying to hand out magazines, like, do you guys need content? They're like, yeah, please, we'd love content. So, um, and then in 99, I was contacted by a company in San Diego that provides training, and I wrote all their programs. That's Um, what I didn't know how far you could go. I mean, I'm sure there's some, I don't know if there is or not. That's why I, I think it would be cool if people really knew all the background of what you do. Yeah. Is yeah. That, so, is that something you ahead. can share? Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. I, I, there's some company names I don't want to mention. That's but, what I meant. Um, I didn't know if you yeah. could mention the names. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather not. That's fine. Uh, That's there, fine. There's a there's yeah. a, a, a prominent company in San Diego. Guys can probably figure out who it is. Right. Um, and the owner called me and said, "Hey, would you develop a video for me?" And I did a video on detailing, and it's still available, and and uh, it's still okay. It's still good, even though it's 20 years old. And, and we put together four training programs. I wrote those programs. I taught them for four years. Um, and I started going on my own. I said, shoot, I could do this myself. You know, pretty soon I was able to give up my, my wash roots and get into just detailing cars. And, you know, it kind of blossomed from there. Then the IDA came around. It just keeps, it keeps going. But I still work on cars. I, I, I did a full-service wash this morning. Um, and I did a complete detail yesterday. So, you know. Yeah. And can we, I mean, how, how old are you, Prentice? Hey, I'm sorry, speak up, son. <laughs> I'm 55, and I'll tell you what, this is cutting into my, this is cutting into the, the senior discount at Coco's. <laughs> what about uh, Wheel of Fortune? Did we miss that, too? <laughs> that was no, this morning. No, Jeopardy. If it's, if it's oh, getting it's close Jeopardy. to 730, oh, okay. yeah, I think Wheel of Fortune's in the morning. Out, baby, but it's only 4 o'clock here in the, yeah. on the West Coast, so we're okay. But, oh, I'm shooting. I'm missing Ellen. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I asked that, and we'll talk about it more later, but I, I, don't, I wanted to put into perspective what all you're doing, and then you just kind of nonchalantly threw it out there, you know, did a full detail yesterday and a service wash today. Like, but you're 50, almost 55 years old. Like, that's that's really badass, man. 
Well, it took me 16 hours to do the wash, but other than that, no, no, that's not true. He started at yeah, 3 a.m. I've had I've had an employee for five years, and he went off to bigger and better things. Um, he was great, and I got kind of soft, you know. And getting back into it since January, um, I, I'm getting back into shape again. And then when I was accepted to Air Force One last year, which was a great honor to be on that team, um, you know, I realized I think it was October 2017. I said, "Holy crap! I'm going to be carrying buffers for 12 hours a day." I have got to get in shape. So I went to a personal trainer, and that really made a huge difference. Um, and I found somebody who who works on all the, the, the small muscles and the soft tissue. Not the small just muscles? Like, hey, we're going to bump you Might up need that your one. biceps big, you know? you, you got to work on all your small <clears throat> muscles because those are the ones that support the big ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah Marty. It supports the big ones. That's what I said. The big girl. <laughs> yeah. But you know, um, it's, it, you know, being older, uh, yeah, I can definitely feel it. At the end of the day, I've got a lot of ice bags on my body, um, and that's just part of my my uh, therapy regimen. But I go to the chiropractor regularly. I get massages regularly. I swim uh, several days a week. Uh, personal trainer a couple days a week. So you got to keep in shape. And at that doesn't matter how old you are, man. If you're in your twenties, you still need to do all that stuff. Because yeah. you can screw you can screw your body up by not preparing and be, I stretch before oh, every detail. I did. Yeah, I learned the hard way. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Like hit like thirty and then shit just started happening. And I'm like, yeah. oh crap. So then I started. I've been doing that massages regularly. I've been going to the chiropractor. I got a buddy who's a physical therapist. I work out a lot now. So like I've yeah, I yeah. Very quickly yeah, understood. And chiropractic, you know, back in uh, probably probably 20 years ago, I met a, a uh, orthopedic surgeon that specializes in, in, in back surgery, and I was having sciatica issues. And I said, what do you think I should do? And he said, go see a chiropractor. And I said, if an orthopedic, you know, a back surgeon is telling me to see a chiropractor, that's what I need to do. And that's when I first went. You want to find a chiropractor that does real adjustments. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yep. that's what, I'm glad you said that. Because I yeah. was going to be like, there's, there's a lot of, people. of horror stories. Oh, absolutely. No, I have one no, myself. No, yeah, no, I've got no, one that's great. And putting stones on your back and, you know, raising their hands over your head. No, they're getting down and pushing your body around. That's yep. what you want. Yeah, and I only go when I when I know my body's out of a line. Otherwise, there's to me, I don't feel the need to go every every week or once a month it's just really when my body gets out of line from a lot of stress on the body yep for sure for sure so Prentice, um what mostly consumes your time is it uh the the writing is it the detailing what is it that you mostly do yeah well i categorize my business into right. separate, it's paul um, what's up dude you got a nice hey, sorry, there. Prentice. Uh, every once in a while, we've got a neighbor that comes by and stops in. His name's Paul. Hey, Paul. Hey, how you doing? Cheers, Paul. All right. Cheers. Pull, pull up a chair. Grab Paul a brought guest. Right. Tina. Tina. Katie. Katie. Hi, Katie. We've seen Katie before. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so we're back. We thought we'd come by and have a little bit of what, uh, what, drink, what are you drinking, Paul? You know, I'd like to say this is a is that, is that pint, beyond. Pint glass You'd like to say that it was? But it's not because <laughs> I poured it out the wrong tap, and now it's just no carb. Oh, it's altered. Okay. Yeah. Low carb beer. Low carb. You know, watching on your figure. There's no lime. You've been on vacation a lot, you know. Yeah. Too much on vacation. Yeah. Too often. So glad to be back and glad to be here and 
Uh, we're, we're talking with Prentice Sinclair, <laughs> who is in San Diego. Oh, so it's, uh, yeah. And uh, we're talking about the, the need for, which we'll get in. Actually, we can go into that. Um, you know, we're going to talk about a couple things, the way we've seen the involvement over our industry, as well as then the need to have processes and structure and why you should write, you know, how to write stuff and why you should put down you know, stuff that DJ loves to do that I don't ever understand. Systems and processes that yeah. makes you money long term. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so Prentice, I apologize. Oh, he's back to typing. Prentice, put, <laughs> Prentice put says, nah. Put the keyboard away, please. <laughs> he's like, no, this, there's a lull. I'm going back to typing. I get it. I got articles to write, baby. I get it. I get it. Um, here's, let's go, let's go to topic two. Since Paul stopped in, I think he could give a little bit of input on that. Um, we'll come back to topic one, but so topic two, what we want to talk about is dive into processes and why you guys are so into written procedures. So DJ, I'm going to let you roll with like you didn't, or you want to finish that? You want Prentice to go? Yep. Oh, okay. Prentice. I got, I got to What is it that up. got you into I know you said that, you know, there's some companies you started writing for and you saw the need for some mobile detailers, but why continue? Why did you just find that as your niche in the industry? And that's why you found it so oh, intriguing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and I wanted to follow up on stuff I was talking about earlier about opportunities and networking, going to trade shows. And, you, you know, you never know where your detail business is going to take you. I mean, you look at some of the leaders in the industry and where they came from and, um, you need to take. You need to jump on those opportunities when you see them. You know, writing for a local magazine, uh, for a local newspaper, press releases, whatever it is. And um, like I, I was on the radio show today, uh, just earlier today. Apparently today is media day, and uh, and so you know you just never know what's going to happen. And and when you see an opportunity, go for it. And you know when I. Um, Obviously, I have writing skills, so it's pretty easy for me to write stuff, and it's it's easy to present stuff. And what I saw in the industry is a need for professionalism, a need for education, a need for standardization. And so I kind of took that on early on as, as my goal to, to help people in the industry. I mean, the mission statement on my CV is, um, you know, in, enhancing the profitability of the reconditioning industry. Um, that's really what I want to do is help people help people make more money. Um, you know, and you asked about how, how I spend my time. Uh, I, I look at my business. There's two categories. One is is retail service for customers, and I do detailing. I do minor paint repair, windshield repair, wheel repair, interior surface repair, headlight restoration, all that stuff. And then the other half is um, help with the industry or help with your business, which is. Um, Anybody in the industry uh, who needs assistance with their business, I, I like to help them out. So I train at dealerships. I train at car washes that offer detailing. Um, I train at detail shops. I work one-on-one -on -one with guys on the phone. I have people. Sometimes people come out and, and work with me for a day and just kind of see what my process is. So that's where I'm at. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I'm opening up the second bottle. Here we go. Oh, I'm on number two. Like pint here goes, bottle? Like here, here's the pour. Here's the pour. Listen up. I like it. I don't know if you can hear it. I like yeah, it. all right. DJ, what is it that you – I mean, because you didn't start 
Like literally you started just cleaning cars, but at some point in your business you decided, wait, I need to have actual procedures. Mm-hmm. So what was it that changed or clicked? Like, uh, I wanted to scale and grow and hiring people. You have to have systems and processes in place so they can follow those. So I wanted to duplicate myself. So I pretty much spent time kind of brain dumping myself into a system so that it can be essentially duplicated throughout the business. Uh, now we've got, you know, about, I don't know, 10 to 12 team members total on our team. And everyone knows the process and system. Everyone knows how to operate the business. Uh, and it's just seamless. So no matter what, no matter what, you know, detail job we're at, no matter where we're at, everyone, every client gets the same experience. Um, so documenting those and training people on our system and processes keeps our company, uh, our core values in place. It keeps um, everything in line with what needs to happen. So, so what was the first procedure that you started writing down? Like what was the most important for you? Uh, the most basic earlier on was just the detailing procedure, how to detail a car, what products to use and what order to do them in um, was the very basic. And then it goes down to the customer experience as far as how you talk to the client, how you approach the client, um, what steps go first. So you, you show up at the job site, you greet the client, you shake their hand, um, you ex re-explain the service that they're going to get, um, you walk around the vehicle, you take photos, you document those photos on, on our app, um, and then you perform the detail. After the detail, they know they go greet the client, they bring them out, they go over again what was done on the vehicle, uh, make suggestions for future uh, services needed, uh, you know, everything is systemized. So the way they take payment, when they take payment, how they take payment, how the form that they filled out with pictures is stored, um, everything is, is like clockwork. So I can pretty much from the SEMA show in 2018, if I'm at Vegas for a week, I can see what my business is doing based on all the processes and systems that I have in place. So I can work remotely now. Paul, I would think you're a big process kind of guy. I am, and probably the reason is, is I mean, you know, how do you follow the road to success without a map? Right and maps are real. Oh well, so, you just figured out. Yeah, well, not always. <laughs> <laughs> not without a lot of trial and error. And I can't say that I haven't been on the wrong side of that trial and error, <laughs> probably more than one occasion. But uh, you know, it's always easier when you uh, when you have the written processes. And like DJ was uh, was talking about, I mean, you know, when you have employees, you know. Everybody has different expectations, and as a business owner, you have those expectations that you want, and that's your job is to lead your business and to, to make sure those expectations are being met. And without processes, there's no way to do that. Um, you know, you can't say, okay, well, let's take a look at this. You know, we need to do this, this, and this. You know, maybe, I don't know, in the detailing, what, you, what are some of the processes that you have? Just detailing in general or more? <laughs> I mean, it's everything. We document literally everything. I mean, yeah. that the time they, they... But I think that's a good question. I mean, I think it's one to ask Prentice because basically you guys both, Prentice, you're mostly a how to detail, right? Yes. And DJ, that's how he started, writing processes on how to detail. Correct. You know, and they started with just the very... Tell us the basics, Prentice. I mean, what are what's the very basis of what you started? You mean from the? You mean in my process? Well, no. I mean, so I think kind of what he's asking is like, what what needs to be written down for detailing? Both oh. you and DJ started by writing right. 
about how to detail. So I was kind of, yes. you know, like, what's the basis of starting how to write in detail? Right, because you have to, I, I would imagine, you have an employee that comes in. They may never have detailed an automobile before. You know, how do you get them to provide the quality that I know DJ does. I've seen his work over and over and over again, and, and it's just uh, exemplary. I mean, it's the best detailing I think I've seen in Tulsa. I mean, second best. Well, second best. Who's first? <laughs> you don't even need a... <laughs> we clean his... You clean Tulsa. Okay. All right, so... Uh, We're not competing. <laughs> oh, yes, we are, Chris. We always compete. I would love to compete with Marty. So they did clean my truck, and uh, and it had been a while. I'm yeah. gonna say, and and they did an excellent job. We on did. It. Not we. I was. In I'm I'm gonna say just collectively they did an excellent job. Let them figure out which one's number one and which one's number two. But I think the question still. So, Prentice, I mean, if you're gonna if 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 somebody wants to start writing down their processes as a company, I mean, where do they start? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the first thing you do is take a first stab at it with a pencil and paper and just, you know, as you're detailing your, a car. Well, I mean, the first thing you got to do is figure out what your Who standard is. Who a pencil and a paper? We're talking yeah, about I mean, go around the room here. Wait, 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 wait. 15 years. Do you use a pencil and a paper? I do love notes. You do notes on pencil and paper? Oh, because you're a realtor. I'm going to start typing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to start typing. See, you're going to type. You're not even using a pencil and a paper. So why are you telling people to start with a pencil and a paper? I thought they outlawed lead, right? I would answer with video first. Now, with, with the day, day and age now, how we're going to start train, or redoing our training manual is with video. Okay. So you video exactly how you do each process. So we're doing a video over windows. We're doing a video over in, or vacuuming, how to vacuum, which seems like a basic concept. But no, there's a way to vacuum that's efficient, how to clean interiors. So everything's documented on video. So now we have video series that we can give to our team. Okay, on day one, you start. You learn the culture of the company, what we're all about, all the processes. Now, here's videos if you want to learn more outside on your own that's not hands-on on how we do what we do. I, I, I apologize. I, I apologize for this. So let's 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 move away from the pencil paper. So what should they start with? Like, let's camera. go back to that. Pull question. out your iPhone. No, I mean, what's the core, Prentice? Like, right. like, okay, what so, should they start with? So I, you know, so I've not detailed a lot of cars, right? Right. Clearly, because you cleaned mine. You can't tell, Paul. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, so uh, well, you don't even run it through the car wash. He does like right there. Down there. <laughs> All right, that may it's or may not on your way that in. may or may not be true since there's no video on this podcast. <laughs> so anyway, so if you were going to teach me how to to um, to if you were going to do a video for me on how to detail a car, what was the first thing that you were going to do? Yeah, Prentice, what's the very first thing that they we should write write video, whichever format we choose? Are you talking about the specific process? Yes. Well, I think it's going to be the prep wash for me. Okay. Right. Do do the prep wash, yeah, uh, and then after that, uh, work on the interior, and then after that, work on the exterior. That's the basic. Yeah. Paul. Okay. All right. So, Come so on. when I work on the exterior, it's generally because I'm putting stuff in the back of my bed, you know, hauling lumber or hauling something there. But uh, detailing right. a car, I mean, how do you work on that? You just uh, you get a towel, or you get you like prep it, Paul. Okay. Prep wash. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I have no idea what that means. As, well, as a novice, but, I mean. You know. But to to, to Prentice's point, we were talking for detailers. So I mean, the detailers are going to know okay. what the prep process is. Okay. And I'm giving you a hard time. Yeah. I know. Um, but so you would say just start writing. 
or well, yeah, I mean, as DJ would say, video I go back to, I mean, you know, you can video, but I think, I think um, if you're trying to figure out what your process is, you take your standard detail from your menu, and you're, as you're doing it, you stop and note down what each step is, like what's the first step? What's the second step? What's the third step? And um, I, my friend and I did this years ago on, on, a, um, on, a, on a flip chart. Um, just a piece of paper and, and a felt pen, and we, we just started writing down stuff. And what we discovered as we were going through that is is we were duplicating a lot of stuff and spending a lot of extra time. And by documenting the process that way, you figure out um, how you can speed it up. And then, you know, you take that written stuff and you type that into whatever program you've got whatever you know uh word processing program you've got and, word and, processing program i have a selectric <laughs> which nobody you knows what it is you put the inch floppy on the one side you put <laughs> the program <laughs> floppy on the other side you, you wait for 20 minutes for it to load up and then you start typing no i mean he's serious that would be funny i mean dj you really have no concept of that do you a floppy disk? A floppy disk? Yeah. Do you remember a floppy disk? Yes, when disc? I was in elementary school, we had floppy disks in computer class. Wow. My okay, first I, my I, first I, computer I worked on had a cassette drive. I'm playing wow. all the old stuff. I, I think once yeah. it gets to 8-tracks, that's when I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't but know. Everything got, else, like, I still have an 8-track over next door. Really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But so. I, I definitely remember floppy drives and, uh, wait, no, too young. Uh, Oregon Trail. Do you ever remember playing you know Oregon Trail? Right? I remember playing yeah, Zork. Zork? It, oh, I remember yeah. Zork. It's a, uh, you, you type it in, I mean, it would come up, it's interactive, it was done on the operating system before Prentice, you played Windows. That? No, never heard of it. Zork is a, uh, it's an adventure game, so you would type in what you wanted to do, and it would come back yeah, with... It's like Oregon a, Trail. Oregon yeah. Trail was for, like, kids, like, kindergarten, first grade, this would have been mid to late 80s and right. you told it Gosh. what to do and it was like this little pixelated wagon that would go around <laughs> there was no graphics involved yeah, with zork i mean no. and uh, i remember I, lounge, lounge what was it lounge lizard larry yeah <laughs> oh yeah and duke nukem i, remember that <laughs> I don't remember that game i never heard oh of yeah that. lounge yeah lounge lizard <laughs> larry Duke Nukem. Yeah, it, it was it was the first uh, shooter game that I've Duke ever Duke played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. remember Lounge Larry. Yeah, Lounge Larry was a fun game. See, All Lounge yeah, Larry tried see, to do was get laid. Lounge Larry, right? That's too funny. Uh, it was. All right, so what? And here's here's one reason why I picked topic number two because DJ's always on me for processes, and and I think the way I think. And I put some of that out there in a recent video where I was talking about entrepreneurship. And to me, I kind of threw back at Paul because he said, you have to have a roadmap to success. Yes, yes. And my roadmap, if, if DJ's the one that first told me I'm an entrepreneur, I don't know what that means really, but I just, I do a bunch of random shit and try and figure things out. And to me, I think as I've learned about entrepreneurship, that's sort of the way it goes. But at the same time, I'm really starting to see some value in needing to have some processes, some procedures. Right. I would love to have a roadmap, but I actually say that if you own a business, there's not a roadmap. Well, like, you, you, you're no, trying to figure things you, out. You, you do have to be adaptable. It does have to change, but you have to know the direction that you're going. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a road trip. When I take a road trip, I, I, don't, where you're going. I know that I'm headed west, 
and I may end up, you know, 300 miles away because it's a better road trip, but, you know, you have to know the direction you're going. You have to know where you want to end up, and how you get there de determines on how successful you are as an entrepreneur. I think it's great. So I mean, it, yeah, it Prentice, was, so I would love to know your input on, on that and why the guy should ride for so, so you were the one that crashed in my, into my garage last night. That's great. Thanks. That was me. And now where are you from? Yeah, right. California. Oh, cool. So no, it's, think, so it's 70 degrees. About that is it's a balance between, um, you know, touchy-feely, just getting out there and doing stuff and going with your gut feeling. But then you start to see systems within what you do, stuff that you do the same every time. That's where process comes in. That's why I loved psychological research because the way you did that was you had a very specific process about how to do it, and it fits in perfectly with detailing, you know. <clears throat> and I got involved in in uh, total quality management, that kind of stuff in the, in, when I was working for the Navy, and that fits in perfectly. Like you build a process that automatically results in quality delivery and, you know, but that's after you understand what it is you're doing. I mean, even to this day, there are times I'm like, what am I doing? But when I'm detailing a car, that's down, baby, and that's where the pencil and paper comes in. Even if you're doing videos, you still got to organize those and put them in an order. And I think you got to write it down. <clears throat> yeah, I really <laughs> struggle with that. I mean, you, you, and DJ. Let me ask you this question. And I'm not saying this. Let me let me pause for a second. I know I'm wrong in a lot of aspect of this, so don't ever anticipate. Don't don't think that I'm saying that you should. You're, I'm not, just, you're, not, you're not gonna pull Gary V and say I know I'm fucking right. No, no, no. I know I'm not right. <laughs> okay. I know I'm not right. I I'm just telling you the way I think. Uh -huh. And so, when you guys clean cars, do you do and start and do the exact same thing every time? No. Pretty much. No. That's why I was wanting to know. Yeah. No. Like For, you always much. you always follow that process. No. You always start, let's say, at the bumper. No. You always do yep. this, and then you'll... No, I too, do. Way too many variables. What? Is uh, that DJ? He doesn't yeah. know what the hell he's talking about. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, detail off. Here we go. Whip out my ADA card real quick. Let's go. No, there's way too many variables. I mean, there's some... I mean, and, and I've started at a mobile... Well, not started, but my business is based off heavily off of a mobile setting, so there's certain times when you can... And I we work in teams of two, sometimes three, uh... But there's certain times where you can't do the, I don't know, inside first or the wheels first yeah, or the paint first. True. I mean, but, but DJ, but but come on, let's say you're, you're. I know exactly what you're talking about. You're in a situation where you're in direct sun. Situational detailing. Yep. You can't do the prep wash right now, so you do the prep wash later. But you have to admit that you start on the interior, but you're pretty much going to start with step one on the interior, mm -hmm. regardless of whether you're doing that first Negative. or last. We always right? do the outside first. No, but you missed his question. Okay, did I? You did. I'm he sorry. said, let's say you can't start on the outside first. Okay. And you have to start on the inside. He's saying you go back to step number one of the inside and you always For do the inside. inside the same way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. So the answer is yes. yes. So you, it, situational detailing, but you follow an exact process every time. No. Yes, you do. It's what you just said. If you can't do the outside, you do the inside, and that inside follows the exact same starting point, the exact same process, the exact same thing. I would imagine you vacuum close to the first one. But there's, okay, and if you want to be technical, like there's certain times like, no, there's no way we're going to pre-back right now because this guy's going to go with the tornado and blow the whole entire thing to 
and there'd be crap everywhere. So you blow it out first, then you may vacuum it, then you may. There's just no. As long as you come to the end goal, and you. I get what DJ's saying. Yeah, you're. you're it's, it's a discussion. It's, 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 That's why we're having it. Yeah, sure. it depends on what you're working on. I totally get it. For me, it's a little bit different. In San Diego, we don't have a lot of variables. The cars that I see are pretty much all in the same condition. And you know, Sounds I like start Marty. with my gets, prep wash. And his, I start car, his clients prep wash the cars before they bring them into his shop, <laughs> and it annoys the living shit out of me. Hey, the car we're gonna do a video. It on already tomorrow. has tire shine the on it. The car we're gonna do a video it's on tomorrow. So annoying. Was already washed and ready for us to do the video. Tomorrow. He won't even do it. You should do the video on Tina's car. She's <laughs> <laughs> good. Well, Scott, do the video. <laughs> <laughs> we can start tonight. Anytime you say, do it on that one, I say no. Absolutely. No, 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 no. It's, it's, you, know. Hey, you know what's funny about that? Um, I belong to a Lintip organization in, uh, in uh, La Jolla, Lintip of Lo. It's, it's been fantastic. Anybody who's out there, who you need to get into a business networking group if you want to grow your business. But, but anyway, the reason I got into that group is because their previous detail was complaining that people showed up with dirty cars. <laughs> what? Yeah. He would literally say, I can't detail this car, it's dirty. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Not to mention, he didn't have a business license or insurance or anything else like that. So, you know, what an idiot. Jeez. What happens? I just don't know what to say about that. I, I'd be in trouble because, as you've already learned, I won't stop at the car wash up the street. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, membership now too. You can just you know. yeah, they literally just pay a small twenty dollars in unlimited washes. Really? Okay, DJ, I'm down. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. All right, let's talk to the lovely ladies behind us. When was the last time you've had your cars detailed? Never, never had it detailed. But you're how old? I'm 22. I'm Tw not saying. <laughs> Fair enough. 22. Why have you never had your car detailed? Oh, so you clean it yourself? Yeah. Okay. It's you're a you're a DIY, <laughs> a DIYer. All right. I have an answer. Okay. I'm a realtor. I'm always in my car on the road, and I think you guys need to do mobile detailing to real estate offices because if you showed up and you said, "Hey, we're here," they'd say, "Do it." We just don't have time to stop and and do it seriously. So should we have a process for that? <laughs> that I have one. <laughs> it's called drop your cards off in the slots we do, and say we're having we do a special. Awesome. We do them all the time. Okay. Yeah. All right, but let's let's get some feedback from a realtor on how should a detailer approach the office to come? Should they? Well, here's what you do. You do like postcards. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to veto that all the no, way. No, you're not listening. It's like pencil and paper. Yeah, like, yeah. No, no you're not listening. they got to mail it out to them first. No, no you're not listening to me. Yeah, have we did. You said postcards, and you got cut off. She's giving you that. She did. Hey, this is our place. It's our podcast. We can do it. Because we have mail slots in our office, and if you put in there that you're going to be out there on this day, Everyone will come. I'm not even kidding you because we park at the office. And if you're mobile and you say we're going to be there at 10 o'clock this day, everyone's going to pull up and you can hit it. So instead of, instead of mailing them out, though, you, you hand them you, out. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes more sense. I'm not so, so not necessarily a postcard. You could do yeah. a flyer. A flyer. There you my go. My bad. Yeah. yeah. Could you do a, uh, like a, a big banner and stick out in front of their office? 
But if you let I us don't know, know if they we will be yeah, there. Yeah, I don't know if and they if you do. say yeah. 10% off on this day. Oh, 10% good. off. Now we're going straight to discounts. 10% off because realtors are cheap. <laughs> I don't know if we'll start going into percentages. They're cheap and in a hurry. Like, exactly. It's very so. hard to get in and out and get quality work done in the time we need to do it because. How long is it going to take? One hour? Depends on how bad the vehicle They're is. They're not I'm that bad. They're just dirty. They're not that bad. I think that's good, though. I mean, I've, you mentioned that detailers should go to realtors, so I think that's a, like that's why I was like, how should they do it? All right, are we writing a process for this? Somebody should write this process down. It's already written. Thank you. And they should make a flyer slash postcard. They could do a flyer that is in the size of a postcard. They because a postcard from like. But don't they need to find out where the realtors are first? I mean, wouldn't you need to make a list first of all the realtors? You should list? write that down. I am. It's, I'm, I've got voice to text. Or you should just go, hey, Siri, <laughs> map out where the realtor offices are. But that's still written down then, right? I'm going to transcribe this whole podcast with pencil and paper. You should. I'm should going start to. now. Golly, Prentice. Prentice, you never expected that, did you? Sure. All right, hold on. We we got to talk about we got to talk about the Stone Tangerine Express IPA. Because it's sort of in that newer type of IPA that we've been liking. It's yeah, got the citra hops. You don't like it? No, I love I, 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 I've liked IPA. But I haven't liked IPA. You just don't but like IPA. the Citra IPA with the new Citra hops, the way people are starting to really do that, I like this. Okay. You don't like it? I do like it a lot. Yeah? What do you taste? I taste uh, the tangerine for sure. Well, mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. I, is it tangerine? I don't know. I taste the fruit. Yeah, you I, taste I, the I fruit. I taste fruit for sure. But it's it's got some pininess to it. Yeah, I think the fruit, almost the fruit is taking away some of the hoppiness that you get. From Which is what I love. Some of the IPAs. Yeah. Because I'm a big fan of the Coupel F5 IPA and some of those, but this is nice. I yeah. like it. I would, I would drink this. I don't know that I would put it on tap, but I like it mm -hmm. a lot. I agree. I agree. Uh, Oh, all right, all right. Okay. Prentice, tell us about the beer you're drinking. So I've got Carl Strauss Red Trolley Ale. Carl Strauss Brewing Company is the OG. Born in 1947. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to start typing. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. 1989, and uh, actually it's where it is. It, it, the old Columbia Street Brewery is where I took my wife on our first date, so... So there you go. And uh, conveniently, she was already my wife. Um, anyway. Hold on. <laughs> your first date your and first you were already date, married? Were, yeah, good one. That's the old days right there. Yeah. It was an arranged so, marriage. Um, it's, it's, a, uh, it's an ale. It's sweet. He I, you know, slid right over Hold on. That. No, we're going he back. He slid right over <laughs> that. What's that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Playing that card, huh? Uh, all right. Holy, the, the so trolley's showing up. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, can you start singing? <laughs> I can. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Get me started. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it's it's a wonderful, full-bodied. Um, He's reading it. Yeah, He's reading it. Full, and, that, and, then, and then there's the beer. 
Aren't you a writer? <laughs> Thank you, Marty, for getting that one. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Full body. Yeah. They're, they're fun every once in a while. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Just start singing. <laughs> Get up every morning from the love clock 20. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> Just look up the Openers San Diego. That's one of the bands I'm in. The yeah. Openers San Diego. We'll open anything. Beer bottles, bar mitzvahs, weddings. Oh, nice. Uh, Target opening. You know, we'll open up... Um, the Rolling Stones, if they'll have us, you know, whatever. How, uh, what, what do you, do you sing? Do you play? What do you, because you said you were in the band, I am, so. I am an elite singer in a couple of bands. Oh, okay. have a good time. Yeah, and that's another message to detailers out there. Follow your passion. Definitely. Okay? Yeah. So, you know, back in 2011, I was chatting with a friend of mine that's a music instructor, and I said, man, I'd, I'd love to just, I've always been singing, I sing in the car, I sing everywhere. I'd love to be in a group, and he said, "Dude, I've got a group. We need a we need a singer. Come on out." And we've been performing ever since. It's awesome. DJ, what's your passion? Not singing. <laughs> That's not what I asked. I answered. Ah, I know, right? That's why I asked it. I think it's a very tough question to answer for a lot of detailers who are so driven into their business. It's a, it's a mistake that I made where I dove so heavy into just business, 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 I started to realize I didn't have a hobby. I didn't know what to do without... Hobby and passion, I think, are two different things, though, right? Mm, Not necessarily. I mean, yeah, I, a, I don't... You can make a hobby out of your passion. Yeah. I would I would say that there's... Synom- I mean, okay, I think from your point, we're both passionate about detailing, we're both passionate about our business, but... Outside of business, let's go there. Man. What is it that you're passionate about that you do? And you can't use family. Oh. You cannot use family because that's an excuse. <laughs> I basically just called your family an excuse. You, you did. get away with it. Uh, I, well, Paul brought in a bunch of beers, so beer, he distracted so. me from You said that? It's messed up. Um, that's, that's, that's tough Thanks, because, Paul. you know, Cheers. as of lately, which is the past, what, Cheers. Cheers to community. Cheers to community. Five to ten years I've been consumed with family and business. So, I mean, I don't necessarily know if that's a – I don't know. I don't really have much outside of the two things. I go to the gym quite frequently. I eat healthy. I like to take care of my body now and so forth. So that's – But you don't have a passion. It's not like a passion. I mean – decide like, that was his love. He wanted to go into singing. Like no. I mean, we we started picking up. We, me and you started cycling for a while, and that, you know, phased out a little yeah, bit. So you're always busy with family. I'm exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I'm a workaholic. It's when I'm not working, I'm home with family. And that's tough. I mean, yeah, definitely. Podcasting is your passion. Podcasting has been great. Helping people become, in the industry right? has been amazing. Like, yeah. this this is a great outlet. Hey, thank you guys for stopping by. Hey, we're so happy to have yeah. yeah. We're going to go yeah. home and get a pencil, man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> go. Our business, let me know. I can give you so many ideas. Well, thank you, thank you. Go find a pencil. Let us know. Yeah. Bye, guys. Sorry, Prentice. Paul stops in every once in a while. Sort of like, uh, uh, who's the guy off Kramer off Kramer. Seinfeld? Kramer yeah, off Kramer. Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah, no, that was cool. It's always good. Yeah. It's Paul, Paul's our baby. Kramer. Paul the neighbor. 
Yeah, I guess I need a. I don't know, man. Like it's tough. Like with the amount of the demands of the day, it's tough to find a passion that you can actually take and 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 make a priority every day. Well, but if we move into our next topic, which is is we we want to talk about age. We want to talk about the way the industry is changing. We want to talk about that stuff. And given that we're talking about that, that's why I really wanted to hammer home, DJ, at thirty. What is <laughs> <laughs> take a picture? That Paul brought over number two Office Depot pencils. Pencils. <laughs> I want you guys to be successful. <laughs> hold, hold the hold one up, Paul. Hold the pencil up. Do you Perfect. have a pad? <laughs> no, I don't think he has a pad, but he he has just, a unsharpened <laughs> pencil. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Okay, step one, yeah. sharpen the pencil. Get it? Yeah. I guess we'll use a razor blade because I don't have yeah. a pencil sharpener. But, God. you know, I, I think, Prentice, if we're going to talk to guys that want to be in the industry long term, okay, and we've, when we've had different guys on that, that, you know, let's just say that are older, right? So yeah. how do the young guys, if we're going to talk to them and we say, listen, you really like detailing, you like the industry, but you need to start thinking long term, right? So you've been in, what, 30 plus years in the industry? Full time for 25. Okay, so 25. I'm 17 years in the industry. DJ's 15, 15 years yeah. in the industry. Yeah, and 15 know? is a lifetime, man. There's guys that jump in and jump out after six months. Right, but mm -hmm. I think I think this is a great question to start asking. If young in the business, I mean, you have to go full in. You can't yep. have a side passion. You really can't. Your first year, two, three, four years, you probably will not find another you should not have a hobby. You should not find another passion. No. You should no. dive straight into your business. However, once you start growing through that, why is it important? Yeah, why is it important to then find something that you enjoy doing outside because of you what could, you do you, for money? Because you got to have a you got to have balance in your life. An outlet. And, and you know, sometimes when I'm I'm dog tired on a Tuesday night at six thirty. And I got to head out to band practice I'm like, oh, crap, I just want to stay home, have a beer, watch Jeopardy and go to bed. But then when I get to band practice after the first song, it's like, oh, this yep. is awesome. And, and then when you go do a gig and you're out there in front of people and they're dancing and they're having a good time and they're applauding, it's fantastic. So that's what re-energizes me for the next day. You know, and so, yeah, and it doesn't matter what that passion is, you know, whether it's exercise or being outdoors or, or um, you know, travel or whatever it is, you, you've got to find ways to um, embrace that and balance it with your business, too. And there's times when i got to take time off from my business for, for my band, band stuff. That's okay, because I know that I can make it up somewhere else. Yeah. I, I think I struggled with that for many, many years. I, I've, and some of that's because I didn't stay still, right? I mean, I went from a mobile detailer for You three still years. don't stay still. I opened up a car wash. I then went to go run a chain of court. Then I had to start. I always seemed to be starting over, and so I never got to that. Uh, 
point to where I could find a passion and have, like, I don't like the word outlet. Why not? That means I need away from it. Yeah. And I don't. Huh. I could, like, I don't need away from it. You've seen. I, yeah, but I, some people do. A lot of people do. They. they well, I, mean, I know. That's why I just say me. Like, I didn't like the yeah. word outlet. Um, I like the other passion or what, you know, the way you describe just something else to do, not necessarily an outlet to escape. Because if you're going to try and escape what you're doing, you don't Nah, do you need to run. Yeah, like you're yeah, definitely doing something else. Not good. So I don't like that, but I think it's a very valid, and I think maybe it's coming more and more, you know, full term with me because as you continue to grow and trying to do things, you take some punches in the gut. You have some failures. You have successes. You have, you know, you question, but it comes down to are you enjoying your life? I think the older I get, the more I start questioning, do I enjoy my life and what I'm doing? And if you're only working and you're not doing something else that you enjoy, you, like you, I think, you, like you said, there needs to be a balance. Yeah, so and that, that kind of reminds me, and I can kind of re-answer my question here, is that when I'm detailing cars, most times, sometimes I'm kind of miserable. Like if I'm out in the field and a mobile crew detailing cars, I'm like, this is ridiculous because I could be doing so much more for this business. So when I'm in the office and I'm creating and I'm doing email marketing or I'm doing redoing our system or whatever it is, I feel fulfilled because I'm working on the business and I'm like, man, this was an amazing day. When I travel, when we go to SEMA or we go do trainings in Denver or mobile tech or whatever, like, and I'm around other people and I'm able to help people based on my failures and so forth, like, that's when I'm like, man, this is great. So, yeah, like, I feel like you can you can I feel like you can find different passions within your own business. And so you then maybe one of the things you should start doing is doing more videos and more content around that. Yeah, you're probably right. Like that might be a quote unquote outlet for you to be able to express yourself more. Yeah, because I just love like helping someone or giving someone a tip on something I messed up a long time ago. I'm like, man, dude, this is what I felt here. Here's what you should do differently, and they get to avoid that pitfall. Like, and they like succeed faster that's freaking awesome yeah Prentice, i'm really glad you brought that up we really chased a rabbit on that but i think that's a very valid point yeah for sure so as the industry has continued to evolve over the past couple of years you know what's been some of the standouts for you that wow that's really cool uh, well, of course, the establishment of the International Detailing Association. What's that? I mean, that's been the big... Yeah, what's that? That's cute. <laughs> no, no, that that's was a been... tee up for you to explain it. Yeah, well, the International Detailing Association is the trade association for detailers, by detailers, about detailers. And we, you know, I was, I was fortunate to be asked to be part of that early on in 2009 when it, when it um, was set up, and I was on the board of directors for the first six years. <clears throat> and yeah, and and basically, what we're trying to do is um, get detailers together, get the suppliers together, raise the standards of the industry, uh, provide um, education, and uh, we have since uh, come up with a certified detailer program. And I think that was about 2013 or something like that, um, where you can actually be independently certified as a detailing professional. By, uh, by the IDA, and and that's the only independent certification available in the in the world, quite frankly. 
Um, and that's been huge for, for the organization. Why do you, you know, keep saying idea, independent? What's special about that? Well, it, it, because it's not, it's not for profit. Okay, so you can go to it's the not one, brand one specific of, where the brand would right. make money off of it. Correct. You can go to any one of the fabulous training facilities around the country, and I recommend that everybody do that. Um, you know, uh, to go learn the craft, and you will get a certificate when you're done. But you probably paid several thousand dollars for that certificate to a company that's for profit. The IDA is not for profit, so it's kind of like ASE for mechanics. Okay, ASE certification. That's the closest uh, uh, parallel that we have. So the IDA, um, you get the certification. You can say I'm I'm certified as a detailer by an independent organization. So um, and then you know as far as the numbers are concerned, you know we started out with nothing, and we currently have 1,200 members around from around the world, 57 countries. Okay. It's truly an international organization because last year, the Detailer of the Year was from India, all right? Who would have ever expected that? The vast majority of detailers in the IDA are from USA, of course, but we're branching all over the world. We've got five international chapters. We've got 225 uh, supplier members, and that's where the rubber meets the road. All of the big names of detailing, you can name any brand name you want, they are probably members of the IDA. That says a lot right there. So that's what's going on with the IDA. Yeah, no, I, we always like to plug and talk whenever we can. <clears throat> so that's why I was facetiously like, what's that? Like, yep. Tease yep. up. you got to join up. If you're not, you need to be a member because what it's going to do is it's going to open your, your, your world up to being connected with some of the biggest names in the industry um, and, and educational opportunities around the country that you can join in on. And the certification program is huge. Having a patch on my shoulder, I'm very, very proud of that. I point it out whenever I can that I'm an IDA certified detailer. And, yeah. and you know, other big things in the industry, uh, the advent of ceramic coatings, the new polishing technologies that came out a few years ago. I mean, it's it's... You know, back in the 90s and 2000s, when we, when we thought we knew everything, we had no idea what was coming. Yeah, right. And who knows? And you think at this point, those of us that have been around for a while, like, you, you look at what we have now, it's like, that's it. We're done. We don't have to do anything more. But huh. I'll tell you, something else is going to come out. We're, we're waiting on, on it. Hold on. We're on pins and needles. Let's What's hear it, dude. I'm about to write this down my pencil. Yeah, we got I got a sharp. Hold on. Yeah, hey, get yeah, the sharpener. Well, I got to sharpen this pencil. Know, you're just going to have to subscribe to whatever it is that I have that got cost me. That was that was good. That was good. That was good. No, I'm, but seriously though, something else will come out that'll blow us all away. All right, and it'll probably start out as a gimmick, and then it'll get refined, and then we'll be like, wow, I never thought that would happen. What's your, if you could take a stab, like just a wild guess. Next five years? No, I don't, there's not a time What's frame. What's the next? Oh, for the next big thing? The next yeah. big thing. Oh, that's tough to say. I would guess, you know, with the, with the, the companies that are racing to be at the forefront of detailing, because detailing is popular now. Right. It's like, right? it's like a. It's like yeah. a big uh, celebrity show nowadays, which is cool. You've been to SEMA That's before? That's good for us. Huh? You've been to SEMA? Yeah. 
It's huge. Yeah. Well, it is. I mean, it is, it is good for us, which we've said multiple times. This is the absolute best, best time. time. It's the best time. Absolutely. Yes. It's the best time. We've never had the technology. We've never had the no. marketing. We've never had anything to what we support. have now. And support. The support. Yeah. I mean, I remember a couple, two, three years ago, the guys from, from Flex were in the, in the Rupes booth, and they're all chatting. Right. I mean, 20 years ago, that would never have happened. 10, They'd be five, throwing like, spit wads at each other. Yeah. But because of the internet, because of social media... They can't do that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, it, yeah, and, and I, by the same token, the social media also tears people apart. So I encourage all you guys that are yeah. out there listening to this is you've got to be careful what you do with social media. You have to be positive all the time. And if you yep. don't have something good to say, don't even post it. You know, Prentice, I talked to somebody, my kids about that the other day. If you don't yeah, have something yeah. nice to say, don't say it at all. That comes right. from a movie from back when I was a kid, DJ, take a guess. Not a guessing cartoon. movies. DJ sucks at movie quotes. I cannot. Oh, so that's dude. why I always uh, ask Simpsons? him. <clears throat> no, 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 movie. Simpsons. <laughs> they had a movie. They did, but not as a kid. They yeah. didn't have a movie for a long time. No, I'm talking like 80s. It had to do with hunting. Animation? Yes, it was animation. It had to do with uh, animals that were in the wild, in a forest. Um, oh, was it uh, was it uh, the great uh, wait um, the three dogs that had no, to return or something? No. no. So literally, it was a it was a movie that struck a chord with me because apparently we didn't watch very many movies as a kid out at the theater, and I apparently at this movie when a fire started in the forest and the hunter was going after this deer, I stood up in the middle of the theater on my chair and yelled out. Run, Bambi, run! I mean, I would have been like four or five years old. Like, I oh, mean, okay. like wow. a kid. That kid. makes sense. Yeah. But, wow. yeah, my parents were yanking me down, apparently. I mean, I don't remember. But, so, yeah, no, that's from Bambi. Uh, the Thumper's mom, I think, tells it to Thumper. Like, hey, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. It's very oh, practical, right. very practical for today. Y'all don't have anything good to say on social media. Keep your fucking mouth shut and yep. encourage and if positivity. If you off personally, contact them directly. DM and get it. it yes. Out. The most I so we've had Luke Wilson on, who's a big major YouTuber. We've had other guys that have come on who put themselves out there, and the amount of criticism that they get from detailers is obnoxious. Even myself, when we put out stuff, oh, they wipe from the bottom to the middle. Oh, they've got it like we. You didn't follow the right process. You know what? You know, if you would have spent that thirty seconds that you typed that on your own business, working on a video or doing a profile, like something for your business, is better than spending it on somebody else's page, leaving negative comments. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So, uh, all right, Prince, <clears throat> I think. We need to rate this beer. We've got the Stone Tangerine Express IPA. You have the Santiago. Great. Carl Strauss Red Trolley. Great beer. Um, give us your rating. We go one to five. It is oh, a five. One. You're going to go out and get it yeah. tomorrow. One, well, you'll probably never get it again. No, nah, you know, I've been drinking this since I moved here, so it's a five. Right. I knew what I was getting. I, I had to represent San Diego. It's his core life. When I first moved here, yeah. Okay. 
what is it that you love about it? Like, what is it? Like, why is it your number five? Why is it your beer? Um, because it's not bitter. I don't like bitter beers, and that pretty much eliminates seventy-five percent of them. This one, this one has a nice, sweet flavor to it. Um, it's it's dry, crisp, full, but it's still full body. It's got a nice, nice full taste, but it's it's not. There's no aftertaste. It's full body, man. Yeah, it's full body. That's right. Kind of like me. <laughs> did you cheers yourself? He did. <laughs> I like it. I like it. We cheers ourselves all the time. <laughs> you, you are number one. <laughs> hey, so for everybody else that can remember, this is flashback. Do you remember watching Saturday Night Live, Stuart Smalley? I'm good enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm smart, smart enough. enough and and doggone dog it, it. People love people me. People like me. All right. DJ, not you. You yep. remember that? Yeah, that's definitely. Was it? That was would have been in the early nineties. Yeah. Early nineties, Saturday Night Live, Stuart Smalley. Stuart Smalley. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, DJ, rate the Tangerine Express IPA. Um, I'll give it a three. Okay. I mean, it was a good beer. That what nothing stuck out. Uh, I feel good. It tasted all right. But nothing stood out at all. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go because I've really been enjoying these citrus IPAs. So I'm going to go with a four. I liked it. I, I would buy this again. Definitely. You would? I would. Hmm. All right. So we are ready to tab out. Prentice. Can I get a check, please? Yes. We need a check. I need a check. Oh. Um, we need a tab out question of the day. Mm. Well, my question for the day is, um, wait, I texted it to you. <laughs> I'm, three, I'm three beers in, so, uh, oh, oh, what makes you really happy? DJ. Oh. You do? Oh, thanks, oh. man. Oh, that's... Wow, that's make, that's I'm kind of uncomfortable right now. Actually, that's kind of weird. Are you guys hugging right now? No, I'm not. I'm kind of moving my chair away slowly <laughs> from the table right now. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad doing the podcast makes you happy with me. Doing the podcast with me makes you happy. Doing you at the podcast? No, the po- absolutely not. So I'm so I, glad what? I'm not there in the studio. <laughs> A.K.A. DJ's office. Yeah, this is not the studio yet. <laughs> um, you want to answer the real question, right? So I was trying to say I DJ know you were. first. <laughs> it was perfect. It was, so I just rolled with it. But go. You, it's I'll go if you want me to. I was, I was giving you the honors. No, no honors Okay, so. I'm gonna. I'm glad I get to go first, cause then DJ can't pull the family card. I'm going to. You like, can't, cause I'm stealing it. I have my daughter's bag for summer, and. No wonder you've been all chipper. I'm like, why is Marty not an asshole and brash and rude lately? <laughs> it's cause your kids are here. You're right. No, it's it's the absolute I'm, truth. I'm a, I'm a different person when it, I have my kids. And I yeah, I gotta say it. I admit it on the on air. Like I haven't told you yet, but I'm like, cause uh, I was like, I don't know. The hell is this deal? He's like, he's just everything's fine. And he's ne- like, and, and then it clicked one, that, one the world is Yeah, fine one right day now. I was like, you it's know what? Burning, I know exactly what it is. Fine. Yeah, yeah. 
And then come time, it, yep. and uh, you get the date. Come August 9th, I got the date today, August 9th. And that's we'll be leaving again, and it's, it's going to be rough. It just it is what it is, you know. And But during the, su- during the summers, yeah. I, I'd, I'd love the summer for the heat. I it's cool, though, because you got the fun. Jeep, you got the doors off, you got your girls. You like You guys time. have, yeah, you guys like, have fun. It's... I don't know what to describe. I mean, I'll, when we leave here, I'm going to go pick up my daughters, and we're going to put on music. We're going to drive home. Jordan always reaches her hand over while I'm on the stick shift for the Jeep, and we just hang out oh. for like 20 minutes driving listening to music. Like, that's I awesome, know. man. I get it. Cherish, like, it's fucking Cherish sappy, it. but <laughs> that makes it literally makes me happy. And yep. when they leave, that's like, what it is. half of me's ripped apart. Yeah. it's. Yep. It is what it is. It's a cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. DJ, what makes you happy? I'm like an asshole now. No, but really though, like it's it's my family. Like when I'm honestly like I told you you can't use. I don't give a crap. But (laughs) what's weird? So so for the past like I don't know like (coughs) ever. Let's just keep it real. Like I've kind of been a slave to the business and like. Now I've gotten to the point where I have enough team members up under me to where I don't have to physically be in the field to make money. Um, I can, you know, I've got people that do the work, and and of course I'm a huge part of that. I do a lot of, I, I generate a lot of revenue from my computer, a lot. Um, but being able to be home with my kids during the summer on a Monday or a Friday or a Wednesday or a Tuesday, like last week I think I worked two days in the field for a half day, so really an eight hour. I've worked eight hours in the an entire week, like. It was amazing. Like I, I made a lot of stuff happen. You know, I, you know, a lot of stuff. On, I still worked, but I didn't work with my hands. It was more my brain, and I got to in, enjoy my children and my wife. And we just, it was great. So, did you both work the same way? Uh, twice, and then <laughs> the third time that day, which was we did get a bottle that night. So, yeah. Prentice, that's a great question. It is and a good question. I think I think detailers should really, really look at it for the long term aspect of their life, right? Yeah. We, we have yep. to we have to detail cars to make money. We yep. have to make money to make a business, and we then also need to also find out what makes us happy, so that that off time that we're not working. We're enjoying our life. No, no, but no, no. Make sure you take that off time to not work and enjoy your life. They do. Yeah, you got to balance it. Everybody does. You know, detail, detailing doesn't always make you happy. Sometimes it's just some people don't. Straight out, put your nose into it and work. And and that's where you know, for me, it's the music. I love participating in music. I love watching my daughters be in, involved in music. I love to going to concerts. So it's all about music for me. Yeah, and here's where I'm going to – DJ was like – Some people don't. don't. I, I say they do because if you dissected their hours throughout the day, they're going to spend mm, time doing something gotcha. yeah, yeah. that they want to do. You're right. All right. And so then it becomes finding exactly what makes you happy. You'll stop doing some of those things. You'll transition and schedule the way you want to schedule so that you can compound your work so that you can go do what you really enjoy and love in life. But I yep. think the reason why, no, I think this is I think this is very key. 
the reason why we prolong that is we don't really know what we love. And so we'll just fill our day with a bunch of randomness yep. and call it work. Yep. Yep. But if we really yep. found what made us happy. I've been there. Oh, yeah. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. We would compound the days and do the work so that we could go do what makes us happy. Mm-hmm. I love that question, Prentice. Good job. Cheers. Yep. Cheers to you community. Cheers, baby. Yeah, thanks. Prentice, where do people find you on social? How do people uh, get in touch well, with you? you? Could do, just Prentice St. Clair. You could do detail and progress. You can find me on uh, Facebook for sure. I'm not real savvy on, on uh, social social media, but that that's a start. If they wanted to write you a letter. With pencil and paper. Where would they go? Oh, Will you write them I'm back? Typing. I'm typing. <laughs> hold on, hold on. At the end of this, when we stop recording, I want to record just a segment of just the sound of the keyboard, please. I, oh, I am. Here we go. No, 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 no. It has to be like real <laughs> yeah, typing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm putting out article number 401. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You could you could go to my email, Prentice at detailinprogress.com. Okay. Shoot, you could just call me or text me, man. I'm, you know, I love being available to this industry. You guys got questions? Just call me six one nine seven zero one eleven hundred. That is wow. an that absolute first. One more time, please. Yeah. One more time. No, that is one a first. Prince, no, nobody has ever done that. Shut up! He's doing it the third time. Well, you interrupted him earlier, and I kept trying to talk. I had so, a better you know, voice for that, though. No, you didn't. You one more a, time, a please. White boy, make fun of voice. That's what you had. At the beginning of the podcast, <laughs> he he understands. He's white. He's privileged white boy. Like he's, he's good. Okay, what's your phone number again? One more time. 619 701 Oh, that's good. That is awesome. Like, literally no one's ever said that. Ever, so ever, ever, ever. That's, hell yeah. If anybody has any questions. Call Marty at 918. No, stop that. <laughs> 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 Call Prentice. Hey, if you're listening to this and you're detailing, which a lot of you guys do. Call him right call now. Him. No, I mean, yep. seriously. Here's <laughs> no, what you I'm should do. Send I'm him available. a text message and say, Prentice, thanks so much for all that you do. Yeah. That's what you should do. You if should you're do listening it. to this right now, you should send Prentice a text message and say, thanks now for all Now they're going to do it. They're pulling out their phones. Now they're taking their gloves off. And your number one more time, real slow. 619-701-1100. Some guys like thank you, DJ, for that. I yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta get off the phone. I gotta get the crackle barrel because because there's. there's, 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 there's I gotta get over there. <laughs> Hurry up! Cracker barrel. Uh, yeah. I don't know. So, did you ever do? Like, I definitely remember all going with my grandmother to all the different buffets. Mm. Oh, yeah. Did you do Luby's? I went to Furs. I've been to Furs. Furs Cafeteria. Yeah. Called Cafeteria. Like, yeah. who wants to eat at a place called Cafeteria? Sirloin Caf- Stockade. Did you that's still Sirloin out. Yeah, in Stillwater. We still go there. Yeah, it's still, well, that's where my grandma was. St- yeah. Yep, Stillwater. The, the year I remember that it came out and we got to go to Sirloin Stockade. That was Stockade. in Stillwater. Well, that was a big, that was a big deal. Yeah. Sirloin Stockade was mm. every Sunday mm. after church. What are you crapping about? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just looking at something on the. <laughs> I, I was looking at old photos. He's reading the newspaper. I was looking at. I was, I was looking at the Air Force One that we detailed at the Boeing Air Museum, and I thought it was just a certain number of presidents. It's like Eisenhower, Kennedy, Johnson, Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan, Bush, Clinton. That thing's had everybody. Holy crap! That's awesome, man. Really killer. 
he's going down memory lane right now, dude. <laughs> it did. That's awesome. Huh. We were. We were going down memory lane. Definitely. We went down memory lane. Love it. Prentice, thanks so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. I, I'm, I think that's a lot of great information. And like I said, I, I was really blown away with all the information that you had. Yeah. I didn't realize until people started telling me all the different companies that you have written processes and procedures Prentice, from. He's a badass. And that's, that's why I wanted to kind of bring that out with, listen, guys, if you're detailing and you followed a process, there's a good chance it comes from Prentice oh, oh yeah. Claire. Oh, so, yeah, absolutely. So, Prentice, th- literally thank you for all the time and effort that you've done for our industry. So and thank continue you. to do, oh, for sure. No, it's my pleasure. I, I love this industry, and I, I hope the guys uh, benefit from my efforts. They do. They do, man. We'll see you in September. Yeah, are you going to Mobile Tech Vegas? He's speaking. We're speaking. That's right. I already asked that. Be My bad. I'm on four beers. Is it's it, what it is. Is, it, is there a green room we can all hang out in? I'm presentation on processes, so it should be pretty good. <laughs> good. That's good. <clears throat> Thanks, man. I appreciate your time. Good night, guys. See all ya. Right. Good night, man. What's going on, guys? This is Sarah, Mermaid Detailer with Auto Wash Co. out in Denver, Colorado. I'm here today to give you guys a few environmental tips while detailing or running your detailing business. First, corks. Instead of throwing those away or attempting to recycle them, those are actually an awesome, awesome tool to use to get micro-marring and scratches out of glass. This does help dramatically if you're applying any sort of coating or uh, wax to a front and back windshield. You want to try and get as much of those mars and scratches out that you can. Or if you're doing a windshield repair, cork is an awesome tool to help with that as well. So make sure to reuse your corks and once you're done, clean them off, then go ahead and recycle them. Donating your microfiber towels when you're done using them is an awesome thing to do. So instead of throwing away microfiber towels that you can no longer use for your business, go ahead, clean them, and donate them to either a homeless shelter or a pet shelter. I promise you will make a huge difference in somebody's life.